Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Are you going or me? I can go. Go. Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. I actually, you ended up starting that. Oh, I did. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, I didn't know if we were still muted or not. Quick disclaimer, this might be the last one for a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. AA 12 or so. Or 24. I don't know. Is it that long? No, I don't know. But it's just like, here we are and Timothy training starts next week. Yeah. And I'll be teaching a lot of the sessions this year. Yeah. Summer busy. really quickly here. It's really exciting. Yeah, we might we might try to record um, a session or two from Timothy training that we think might be of interest, and you know, edit it down a bit, and then just nice. post it as a podcast. So keep an eye out for that. There might be that. All right, that sounds fantastic. Today, let's talk about idolatry. Idolatry. Idol worship. Because I think the word idolatry can be weird to hear. Is this like modern the, idol worship? That's how I want to word it. Just like the the TNT lesson they used to do, where they made the them, skit guys video. Is it the skit guys? Oh, the where best. they show the football stadium yeah, and it's they're the talk- best video ever. <laughs> it's the best idol worship video you've ever seen. Raise your hand right now if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast and you were in that TNT class or oh, you were one of the counselors that yeah, did that. You know, you were a a camp counselor or a camper at ZBC, if the word idolatry immediately makes you think of the skit guys of video. That that's like, video. to me, like, you know, when you have something like there's a song or a thought, like a, it's a connection, instant connection. That's for me. I, the word idolatry, I always think of that video. That's amazing. Better or worse, that's the way it is. That's amazing. Yeah, probably for worse. But anyway, is what it is. Um, Do you think, like, uh, sorry, you go should ahead. go ahead. No, it's just me thinking about like, um, like Comic Con or Gen Con or people that dress up like, and in the fandoms, different fandoms. Is that idolatry? Like, if I dress up like a stormtrooper and go to, yeah. to Comic Con, am I like? You really just skipped some stuff there. Eh? You just went for it. Well, no, I just had that thought. All right, it let's, crashed let's into get my there quickly. Um. Idolatry. idolatry. Uh, the Let's Bible it says it's wrong. Idolatry. There's a lot of verses. We're not going to read probably hardly any, maybe a couple. Um, literally just Google idolatry in the Bible and you will have a week's worth of reading to do. There's just so many. Um, so yeah, I don't think it should be... It's not exactly uh, debated on whether that's... <laughs> and whether idolatry is wrong according to the Bible. So... Again, idolatry would be the worshiping of idols or other gods, worshiping of something that is not um, God. Make sense? Yeah, it makes Clarify sense. Clarify that at all? Or? No, that makes sense. Like yeah. you've put something else ahead of God. It's, it's what you give your worship to, right? So it doesn't have to be because we, we think of, well, we think of idols. Yeah. Like stone statues and stuff. And we've actually seen that. Like when you sure. go to, if you go to like a, a Buddhist temple or a Hindu temple, temple. There's a there's a big 
Well, the Sikhs. It's a book. It's a book. I guess. Okay, we'll go back to what you were saying. But I was Buddhist, just saying, yeah. like, there actually is a statue there. There's a golden statue of Buddha, or you go to a Hindu temple and there's multiple altars and. There's 33 million, whatever. Deities and yeah. sub deities. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. So it is very real. Right. So Bible says don't worship other gods. So as long as I'm not praying and worshiping other like statues of gods, I'm good. Yeah, no, I think you're all right. Way to go. Um unless you watch the skit guys and then unless, you're not. Unless you've and seen then the skit you guys, can't watch now football. you're confused. So it's like, So it's football or a statue. Okay. So yeah, hockey's why don't okay. We figure out how to I don't know how to word this. Um sure. let's go. I want to modernize the discussion of idol worship, but not because I think the Bible needs modernizing. I think that there's lots of places where it's written and it can be, it's, you can read it that it's already modernized. We're just, we, we tend to see the word idol or like wooden idol in that scripture. And we think that's what they're talking about. But there's like hints and, and spots where it, and it makes note of just like anything, anything like a physical wooden or golden or silver could be, statue could be an american idol yeah yeah for Someone sure one that sings poorly on tv there's a lot of things it could be so let's get there so okay, let's what do what is a what's a modern idol what do you think we worship nowadays that isn't god well back up hang on is the I, worshiping of idols, is it only a conscious thing or is it something we might do subconsciously? So when we first talk about this, you, you kind of started off the conversation like it's anything we put in, in place of God. Mm -hmm. So a modern idol, there's a lot of things that we often put in place of God, including family. Yeah. Including our careers, including our education. Like there's a lot of things that will take precedence over those things. Yeah. I think we, those aren't bad things in and of themselves. And that has to be something we really like are careful with because there are good things that can take mm -hmm. precedence in our lives and then just overwhelm us. And we let them have first place rather than God. Yeah. I think when you go back to Leviticus, I pulled up Leviticus 19 because he's like, God's like, be holy because I'm holy, right? That's, this is really important to him. Don't have any idols. Keep yourselves pure. Be set apart. Mm -hmm. Don't live like the people around you. And this is chapters like, well, like I'm looking at 19 and 20, but really it's like, keep yourselves separate mm. and put me first. Right. And behold, like, that's what holiness is to God. Like, I'm set apart, you be set apart. Right. And I really wonder, like, we don't, we don't live that way. We don't live set apart. Um, and so I wonder if, like, in, in the modern description of it, I think it's a lot more, oh, insidious, right? That idea that it just creeps in on you, and it's something that's good that becomes negative. Yep. And... And it's a slow creep, which just steals your focus, steals sure. your attention, steals who you are from what you want. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you can bring it up because I like the version you had, but Habakkuk uh, 2, 
18 to 20 there. Sure. Um, and you can read that maybe. I like I like how it's worded in this one. I don't know. Um, there's a couple parts that I just, again, there is part of it what's like talking about wooden statues, and then there's other parts that's like a little more, um, I don't know, nuanced, or it's not just that. So do you want to read that? Sure. So this is Habakkuk 2. This is from the NLT. Yeah. Um, and it's God responding to Habakkuk. So Habakkuk is a prophet and he's questioning God. Like, why are you allowing this stuff? Like, why aren't you answering me? And so God is responding and he's like, uh, what good is an idol carved by man or cast images that deceives you? A cast image that deceives you. It sounds like something on Apple, <laughs> some Russian bot. Okay, how foolish to trust in your own creation, a God that can't even talk. What sorrow awaits you who say to wooden idols, wake up and save us. To speechless stone images you say, rise up and teach us. Can an idol tell you what to do? They may be overlaid with gold and silver, but they are lifeless inside. But the Lord is in his holy temple, and let all the earth be silent before him. Yeah, so I like this idea how it talks about like, um, these are like, it's things that we've made and there's no life in them. The things that we've created and now we're expecting them to, to teach us. Yeah. And so it's like, how do we, how, how do we think that's going to go? Like these things have no life. They have no breath. Um, whether it's a physical item or it's an experience or a, know, a thing we go to an event or whatever, like, and we're expecting then to, um, we place like our, I don't know worth or like purpose or sense of belonging or something like that on like these idols. Um, and I want to kind of roll with the idea of experiences maybe for a minute, but, um, and then we expect those experiences to like teach us and to change us and to tell us about us, to tell us about who we are, but we're finding out from something that we created and we made. And so it's this like weird cycle of like, you, like, give me an example. <laughs> um, Cause you say experiences like, if I take a trip to Vancouver with my family, I'm not worshiping well, no, my trip to Vancouver. No, and that's right. Okay, I guess we can talk about this a bit. So I did that in February. I don't. I reflect on it. I think the idea of um, traveling has become an idol for a lot of people. The idea that, um, and this is going to be like, is that just the pursuit of pleasure or a new experience? For sure, and that's part of it. Um, but I, I really have seen the idea of like actually physically traveling become. I don't, and this is, it's easy for me to point this one out because it's not a desire I have. Like, I like vacations and going on a one week vacation and maybe trying more some places new places. Than I have. Sure. But I worship you. But, no, I don't. <laughs> but there's, there's this idea. It's not just like this desire to want to go and see lots of places. It's like that you're more virtuous if you do. That's I've seen that attitude has really come in, especially with young people now. Um, and that like, we also this like entitlement and right that we have to like, to see the whole world. I don't know that that's really like lines up with what I read in the Bible or um, not that that's wrong to do that. I'm more just that like it can easily become an idol. And I think it has become an idol or it has become like, and I've had it asked of me like, Oh, don't you want to go see the world? Like, as if like, that's pathetic that you don't care. Like, and like, that's literally how the person was asking it. And like, I'm not calling anybody out or anything. It's just like, that's the attitude that surrounds um, 
that's surrounding our culture now. And I think part of it's because of travel becoming easier and um, social media has certainly had a big impact on that because pretty photos from pretty places make people want to go to those places um, or to have their own posts like that so they can hit the like button smashed um <laughs> so is so, that like we've seen the like numbers like anecdotally we've seen numbers of young people we know going to ywam or other travel um bible schools or whatever go up right um so even just like anecdotal evidence there would say that that like desire has gone up and so naturally even if like people are doing it initially or most people are doing it out of good intention or good heart like there's going to be more people that aren't than there was before. What were you going to ask? No, I wonder if it's, if it's that, um, what we actually are worshiping in that mm. is that prestige. Yeah. Rather like, not that maybe. I'm more virtuous. I'm not more righteous. I'm not more, I don't have more, uh, purity because I travel, yeah. but I do have more prestige, which is fame, which mm. is, which like, we don't call it fame. We don't call it fame, but that's what likes are, right? And we like, oh, I would never pursue fame or power, but that's really what Google and Instagram, not Google, Instagram and Google, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and and all that push, yeah, has has just pushed fame and power into a whole different spectrum, yeah, right? And and what has become first place is me, yeah. I'm not harping on just travel here, like let's back to the idea of experiences, yeah. travel being a good example of experiences. But like another one might just be like living for the weekend. Like, are you living for like the, the days where you're not working? Um, again, I'll just preface all this is like coming sparked in my interest because of um, the sermon I heard on Sunday from Chris Koenig at the citizens. And you can listen to it online if you want. He talked about Habakkuk two and that's where I'm grabbing this verse from, but he talks about the whole, the whole chapter. Um, and I just focusing in on the, the idolatry part of it here, but I <clears throat> like, he really mentioned the idea of like, um, because I had seen like through skit guys and stuff like, Oh, like sporting events can be like, like you could describe it as idol worship and like other things like that. Um, TV or like social media or those kinds of things. But I, I never really heard someone say like our, like our experiences or like, I don't know how you worded it, but like you said, like, living for the weekend, living for our next trip and living for our next, um, adventure. I think that's like a really interesting thing to look at because I, I've seen that desire grow, especially among young people that we talk to. And so I think naturally, like whether I can say all of them or not, that's like, there's going to be more and more people who are dealing with that as, as like an idol idol. Do you, do you think that adventure new experience there's a rush that comes from that, right? For it's sure. the same thing as yeah. riding a roller coaster. Yeah. Like there's a rush that comes with that. It's the same thing as speeding, you yeah. know, ridiculously fast. Like there's a rush, there's adrenaline mm. in the moment. Like it's not a conscious worshiping. Do you think, you know what I mean? Like well, so there's this an is excitement where... that comes with speeding because you're kind of breaking the law and you're doing something that's like superhuman. And yet yeah, it's yeah. really dangerous. Well, so this is where the, the, the Habakkuk, um wording really comes in for me um and like sparked this for me because it talks about how we make like these things that we've created and we want to hear from them and we want them to speak and we want them to teach us and so i see especially and maybe this is just a social media fault and i'm basing this all improperly but like 
the most common thing I see is go on X trip, post awesome picture of pictures and put this long caption paragraph about how it's changing my life, making me a better person. What the heck? Like, and again, not to say that God can't speak through you through an experience of this, that he won't like that definitely happens. Um, but it's very insidious and like subtle the way that like, um, God will teach us through something versus like we teach ourselves through something. And if we're teaching ourselves through something or letting an, our experience teach us and it's something we've created traveling, we've created the idea of that and going wherever, like we're, we're taking this like lifeless, speechless, breathless God um, and trying to like learn about ourselves through traveling, which is something that we've created. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like I'm trying to, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but like, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I just, that's right. I guess that's the tipping point for me is like, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of this, like, this is forming who I am. It's like, Whoa, like, are we, are we basing who we are and forming who we are based on like an experience and a trip or a vacation or a weekend or a, like, I don't know, a friend group that we hang out with three times out of week, three weekends out of four in a month. Like it's really quite an affluent situation though, isn't it? And what do you mean? Like, well, who can afford to travel? Like, how are you affording these experiences? If you're living for the weekend, how are you affording that? Like, where are you? So people choose to spend their money on is, so is money then the idol and we've just Instead of like an idol, yeah. <laughs> worshiping money, right? Like, cause Jesus would say, you can't serve two masters. You either serve God or money. Right. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying in that is that whether it's fame or prestige or it's stuff or it's things or you or power or career, mm-hmm. who are you really pursuing? Are I don't you, think, I don't think money is the idol there because are you laying up was, treasures in on earth? Like the more I can experience, the more I can yes, adventure, the more that. I'm laying up these treasures on earth. And yeah. that's, and, and money is the it's what, you know, work to do that. Yes. And no, because I think the idea of money being an idol, and I do see this some people, but like if you're someone who's like quick to spend that money on travel and on weekends and on experiences and things, it's not so much money that's the idol because if it if it really was, I see it more in some people who are like are scared to spend it, like they're so cheap or they're so like scared to spend that money because the money is an idol and they don't even want to spend it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how I view like when money's an idol, that's how kind of I see it. You're just it's just one side of the coin, right? On one yeah. side I'm saving, on the other side I can't save a dime. But sure, I, just need I more guess money. there's two extremes and both would be a, a right? like, similar. I just need shopping therapy. That's how I cope. So I get, I get my money so I can spend it. Yeah. I, I don't know. But like, I guess I'm saying like with the, if you want to, if you're spending it, you're getting fulfill, your fulfillment out of what you're spending it on. Not the idea of just like having money. You know what I mean, like the money is just like what enables them in that situation. Then have we devalued the value of work? Oh, for sure. Right. Like, is this a, an issue where we need to stop? It's totally off the idolatry thing, but like has work just become I work so I can have it's just a I work so I can have x I work so I can do x right right that's what work is right and there are times where you have to get through your job mm-hmm. or your 9 to 5 can fund your 5 to 9 like I've said that to people just just find a job that you're content with because that's a gift from God mm. and then if it allows you to do the things you need to do in the evening that is also a gift from God like mm-hmm. value your job 
because it, it enables you to do those things you're passionate about, but then also like value your job. Yeah. There's value in work. And it's really hard for some people to accept that. Mm -hmm. I guess we're off topic here, but I just was curious. Well, like I, I was just trying to run that out. No, like, I get what you're saying. I, but I don't think that it's easy to just like be like, oh, well, this is what, what the fruit we're seeing. What's the root? I don't think with idolatry, it's as easy as that. Like, I think there can be multiple idols at play and like maybe money is part of it or one of them. But I don't think that like, just because someone's got like living for the weekend or vacations or being a hockey coach as their idol that like you can be like oh well that really relates back to money being the root because of x and therefore we just got to work on that thing okay so can i place. poke another kind of wound here like yep what about body image is that idolatry for sure like is it like whether it's whether it's self-harm or it's food disorders or overindulging or underindulging or or working out like not just to be healthy right. but because i have to look a certain way or even like i need certain filters on my phone all the time so that i look a certain way so that i get certain right responses like is that body image is that an i an idol well, yeah it can be yeah i can Again, be. like so you're I saying don't... it can't be i'm saying it doesn't have to be so, right? Like it doesn't just because like you go to the gym and work out and care about how you look doesn't mean that it's an idol. Okay. But it certainly can become one very easily and very quickly. <laughs> right. Because like, I, like, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line of like, I'm health, I'm, I'm being healthy and that's good. And like God wants us to be healthy or like, okay, now I'm past of where like God cares. I'm just doing this for me or like, well, but then it's like, well, what is it wrong to do things for just for us? Well, not really, but like at some point, yes. So to what extent? And then, so what's like cat and mouse of where do you draw the line kind of thing? And like, I think it's one of those things that you kind of know it when you see it. <laughs> you know it, you know, it's a, you know, it's become an idol. You just know, you see it. <laughs> okay. So it's, but it's easier to see from the outside, right? For sure. Right. And maybe that's where I want to get to then. Is uh, if I have an issue with idolatry, the chances of me knowing that I am not bowing down to a stone statue anymore. Right. That that is happening, and that's become religion. Like there are religions that do that, and that's part of the religious practice. But in our everyday life, like in the Old Testament, it was really clear. Like you set up an idol, and either you worship God or you worship this idol. Yeah. And then it seems like Jesus shows up in the new Testament. And he kind of turns the dial up to 11, right? Like he's like, actually, right. Like if you look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery. Yeah. If you, if you're angry at your brother, you've committed murder. If you, you swear at your neighbor, you, you've committed murder. Like he kind of turns it up. And then he also actually makes have, it easier. If you have greed, you committed idolatry. Right. Right. And yeah, if like you either serve God or you serve money, right? Like there's no in between with, with Jesus. And so we, we understand that because of Jesus, we have this grace and because of Jesus, we have forgiveness. But he also is like, so many people say like, it's while well, Jesus is more loving. Jesus is God. Yeah. It's still the same God. He's still same, God. He's the still the same thing. <laughs> yeah. He's still the same thing. But I wonder then if we've made it harder for ourselves to live in our culture because we've removed those stones idols, those wooden idols, those golden idols yep. and replace them with other idols. And then it's a little more subtle. 
for us. Oh, for sure. And I think like you can't um, downplay the significance of like Satan's role in all of this, of like him constantly um, trying to be insidious and constantly trying to like make things less and less of a big step. Right? It's easy for us to be like, um, Terry, you should probably stop bowing down to that weird statue in your garden and praying to it. Right. It's a lot harder for us to be like, hey, like, I noticed that um, you've been drinking a lot lately. And that seems to be like kind of being a prominent thing in your life that you're you're really latching on to. I don't know. Right. right? Is that becoming an idol in your life? Like, that's a lot harder to, to see and to act on and to like. Right. Yeah. So I don't think we can downplay the role of, you know, I always like to think of that from the um, C.S. Lewis's whichever that one's called. I can't think of the name right now. Blanking. Screw tape. Screw tape letters. Yeah. <clears throat> the idea of like, <laughs> how do I slowly get slowly and sneakily get this human to <laughs> follow and sin? Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, like I, I guess maybe we should have looked this up before we started, but what does the Bible then say about like how we can tell something's an idol? What are the markers or the, what is it really doing? What is the, what is an idol? What is idolatry doing with our relationship to God? It's putting something before God, you know, that. Yeah. I think it's anything that, that, well, we go back to Leviticus, it's anything that keeps us from being holy. Right. Right. If you go back and it's, or you go forward to, to first Peter, right. It's anything that separates us from being holy. Mm. Peter would say that, and Paul would say that too, right? Get clean up your life. Like mm-hmm. these are the activities of darkness, and these are the activities of the light. Mm-hmm. These are the things of the flesh, and these are the things of the spirit. Right. So have the fruit of the spirit. Don't have the results of the flesh. Yeah. But I also think Paul in in Galatians six is like, so therefore carry each other's burdens, right? right? Like if you see a brother struggling or a sister struggling. You got to come alongside them, but be careful. You'll be tempted too. Yeah. Like you don't want to fall into sin. So even though you're helping them out of the ditch, make sure they're not pulling you in. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if we were to put that in rural Waterloo County context, pull your brother out of the ditch, but don't get pulled in with them. Yeah. And I think that's a really hard thing that we've just kind of, well, if I love somebody, I can't say these things. Yeah. If I love somebody, I can't confront them. I love them. I can't judge them. I don't want to judge anybody. And we've stopped judging in our love, but then we're not actually like, if I'm, if I have a body image problem, mm-hmm. I'm probably not the one who's going to see that. Yeah. If I have that drinking problem, then I'm probably not the one who's going to say like, Zach, I think I have a drinking problem. Yeah. Well, it's a lot harder for you to notice the, like your own issues, right? Sure. So then how do we do this? We can't do this alone. We have to do this in community. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to say to each other, Zach or Terry, you have a problem with idolatry. You just don't know it. Right. <laughs> Fun. I- <laughs> so to me, like... Fun. To me, and maybe I'm wrong, but to me, the idea of idolatry, the issue of idolatry, sort of goes hand in hand with identity. And like, often we start to find the more like we have an idol worship an idol the more we try and find our identity in that idol like i think that's kind of like same with like if we're really truly worshiping god like we're going to find our identity in god um that's just like a human natural thing to do so like i'll 
kind of explain that a bit more, but like, I think it's, and then I kind of break down in my head, like, I'm just making this up on the spot here, but like in my brain, <laughs> this is how I think about it. Is that like idols, we have like what I would call hardware idols and software idols. Like this is just how I, which would be like physical or like experiential or spiritual or non-tangible. So like, um, you know, like your hardware idols, you're talking about like, <laughs> Okay, go. Like, like clothes, things, like items, like you, you computer parts, uh, video cars. games, cars, like people. Job. What's job then? Like, Is that a hardware or software? Software, right? So then like you have like yeah, these physical, tangible like items, which would be more relatable to the wooden physical gods. Like they, they worshipped wooden physical gods and, and golden statues because it was something they could see and feel and touch. And so it was it was easy to fall into that trap because it's like it's tempting when the God that we're being told, like it's hard to feel and to see and to touch and to hear from. Right. And so that's why it's like, that's why it's easy to fall into idol worship because, um, the things that are tempting and things that are easily become idols are just like way more satisfying in the moment, I guess, or they're more easy to, to get temporary satisfaction from because you can see, feel, touch them, experience them physically in the moment. And then, so then even that with software ones, like we still get that, like that feeling or that like experience. Like if we go on a trip, you still like see, feel, touch like that experience, like that trip or that like vacation, whatever it is, or that weekend, <laughs> you still get all that. Um, in the moment and there. And then I think as those things start to become our identity or we put our identity in those things, so maybe like if it's cars or if it's clothes, clothes and that and like our our identity starts to become like what we dress as and who we look like and it's and like our um our self image, right? Um with cars it can be the same thing. Like what do I am I portraying the right self image when I drive a certain vehicle or like um collecting all these special items right and like our identity just drifts away from like being grounded in god to being grounded in like earthly treasures things that are stored up on earth um and i think that that would that's easier to see with physical items with hardware things and that's where with software things it's tougher and it's like it's even more insidious it's even more tricky it's even more subtle because um because there might even be a spiritual aspect to it or a soul element to it Right. And that's where, like, I see that with traveling a lot. I see that with like living for the weekend, like, oh, it's in community, right? Like, I'm with all my friends, I'm with all these other Christians. And like, so there's this like element of like, oh, yeah, like maybe it's good, but, but is it? There's a, there's a verse in Colossians, Colossians 3 5. Okay. Where he says, don't be greedy because greed leads to idolatry. Mm -hmm. that, that's what the NLT would say. The message has a really cool way of putting it. It's like, uh, it means, it says, and that means killing off everything connected with that way of death, mm. sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like it mm. and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by things. So this is idolatry is a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. Yeah. And I think... Wow. It's those, it's the hardware and the software. It's the things and the feelings mm -hmm. instead of by God. Right. So is your life being shaped by your feelings? And I think of this, um, so suddenly that includes things like 
social justice, mm-hmm. which is really for important. Sure. We're called to love our neighbor. We're called to care for the poor and the homeless, uh, uh, the immigrant, right? These are like, what has God shown you that you love mercy and you walk justly and humbly with your God, right? Jesus says these things, you know, care for the poor. And, you know, when I've seen you, you visited me in prison and you, you cared for me when I was ill mm. in doing these things, you cared for me. Right. But then what happens is that those feelings are become what shape us and pursue us. And yeah. now if we're not, you know, active for the cause of today, if I haven't changed the filter on my, my Instagram account, if I haven't turned it blue and yellow or black and, yeah. and white or yeah. rainbow and, and fairies and unicorns, then I'm, I'm not, I'm obviously sinning, right? Right. Socially, you you can now judge me because I didn't do these things. Yeah. But now you're being pursued by by a feeling, rather than pursuing God, mm-hmm. and acting out of this pursuit of God. And it and it can be couched so nicely and like, well, I'm a Christian, I have to do these things. Or or if I love people, then I do these things. It's like, okay, but are you pursuing them because of God? Right. Are you compromising? What he's also called you to, to put away these things of death, which is where it started. Like, are you putting off these things of death or are you justifying these things of death because it's social justice? Yeah. And, uh, that can be really, really destructive. And we can just like you coming to me and say, Terry, I think you're drinking so much. I could get really defensive. No, I'm not. Yeah. I get really angry. Like Zach, how dare you talk to me about this? <laughs> right. And, and often it seems like. Maybe it's something that touches a feeling. It's that software. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's that software idol that touches a feeling and you refuse to accept any um, support from your community or coaching from your community that says, hey, I'm just trying to pull you out of a ditch. I think you've fallen in a ditch here. Mm-hmm. You meant well, but you just got too, too far to the side of the road and you fell over. Yeah. And I, I think you're dirty and you're like, no way. I feel great about this. Right. And yet you've compromised who you are. You're no longer on that, that narrow path. It's a narrow path yeah. that, that Jesus calls us to. It is. So I think that Colossians, I, I really like the way um, he's translated it here in the message, the way he's paraphrased from the Greek. Like this is what he's saying in today's context. I love that. I think that's what you were hitting, right? For sure. Yeah. But lifestyle isn't always negative. It isn't always idolatry. No. Like I go back to that Comic-Con statement I made at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's because you dress like I love a, I love Star Wars and I'm going to dress up in a Star Wars costume to go to the next Star Wars movie. Doesn't mean I'm this is what I worship that it's become my identity no. that it's you know like but you can see how it quickly could become that or it could easily become that, right? Sure. And that's where like it's this like balance I guess in life and so even for me my, myself I'll put myself in the chopping block a bit here like um <clears throat> so like with coaching for example um i can phrase I or think of hockey. oh yeah i can phrase <laughs> or think of coaching as like this is something i'm doing for the kingdom of god because i get this chance to like talk to people and like um i get to build relationships with people i wouldn't otherwise build relationships with and then eventually who knows what kind of conversations can come of that um but if I never have those conversations and then I let the idea of like coaching and winning and becoming a good coach and where that might take me and all that's like now that I've gone from this is something I do for the kingdom of God to I do this for myself and this is an idol that I'm worshiping and I'm 
and, and this is who I am, right? Like it can just so quickly get down this like rabbit hole of darkness and sin. Um, and so I guess like every, I could do that with so many examples where like, it's like one hand we can use it for good and on one hand it can use us. And so it's finding that balance, right? Like, well, not really a balance, but more just like, how do we make sure we're using it for the kingdom? I think it's really important that we understand that we each have different interests, right? Yeah. It's, it's our unique way. Like it's our unique, our unique fingerprint that God's given each of us that we have different passions and interests, different things, the way we're created. Some people are, are mathy and some people are sciencey and some people are artsy and some people are creative and some people are, are like love manga and some people love, you know what I mean? Like sure. it's just different. We're all different. Or none of those things you mentioned. Yeah. Or none of those sure. things you yeah. mentioned at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, um, like today I saw somebody and we were, we were chatting baseball. Yeah. Like some people love baseball. It's what they think and they breathe and the Jays are winning and, and, and some people think it's the stupidest sport in the stupidest world. Stupidest sport in the correct. whole world. Yeah, it's for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But that uniqueness doesn't always mean that it's going to lead to idolatry. No, it's just part of God's fingerprint on us. It's like when we do these things, we feel God smile. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are good things to do. Pursue those things. That's hockey or accounting or whatever it is. Pursue those things with yeah. God's blessing, but don't let it become how you define yourself mm-hmm. because that's not how we define ourselves. It's just part of who we are. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, for is sure. that what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. Let it become the reason you get up in the morning, the thing that you live for, right? That's dangerous. That's what I'm saying. That, that's pretty much what I had for today. Um, wow. I don't know. Just trying to think about idol worship in a bit of a different way, more on the software side of it, because that's where I see it moving towards. Not to say that the hardware is not there. We all worship physical things we have or we want. Like that's the world we live in: consumerism. That'll never go away. I don't think we're constantly battling that. So, what about? Um, and maybe I'm off track here, but do our so this. Our devices, right? We spend a lot of time staring at our devices. Yeah. How do do you think that the way they influence us and the way they the influencers is now a, a career? And do you think that following an influencer or being influenced by something like TikTok or uh, the algorithm that's giving us stuff, you know, just to drive us towards, um whatever it is that we see, um, whatever randomness is, is happening to us in our world and it's separating us, right? How yeah. we split on, do I wear a mask or I don't wear a mask? And just how that can make somebody so angry. Yeah. Like, why can't they just wear a mask? It's not going to hurt them. Or why do I have to wear a mask? Like there's, there's no science beyond this. And now like everything is driving us apart. Is that part of this idolatry conversation or is that, is that a different conversation completely? Because um, there is something influencing us. Yeah. So I like that idea you brought up of influencers. Um, the, I think it's hilarious. They're called influencers. And when you think that it's okay to follow them, I don't. you're literally just agreeing to be influenced by someone yeah. who doesn't have the same moral or ethical grounding as you. How's that going to work? Was well, this Habakkuk? How is that any different us? than How is that any different than marrying a non-Christian? Which we like we've discussed that. And now that's not 
That's not advised. Right. <laughs> warned against that. Like every day I'm going to listen to someone who doesn't believe what I believe and doesn't think about the world from the basis that I do. And I'm going to be influenced by them because <laughs> that's literally what their job title is, is to influence me and how I think. Right. An influencer's job is to influence how you think and act because then you will buy the products they push or you will do what they say or you will like be entranced in their world or whatever. They, right. They, because they decorate they make or money. their bedroom or And they make thoughts. money because they sell something to you. Like it's just not, it's cra- like they're literally a walking, talking, breathing ad. Like that's what they are. Um, to think that like, like literally to, to, to agree to like watch and listen to an influencer daily or weekly is to say that like, I'm going to keep up on all the newest commercials and make sure I'm always watching them. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, it's just so weird. Like, hello? I don't see it. Like, why don't we try listening to or watching in uh, some Christian like pastors or influences as much as we watch like normal, like a real or sorry, like YouTube influencers or whatever they're called. Um, like if we put that much time or double that much time into our Bible into into listening to sermons and all that, like praying, like imagine the like effect that would have on us. I don't know. You're just, you're just firing me up now. I like just, the idea sorry. of listening to influencers ever is just so stupid to me. They're not benefiting your life whatsoever. It's a complete waste of your time. Like, it's complete waste. Like, it's just distracting you from, the, like, there's no way that anything that they would do benefits you. <laughs> like, the title of their job says it. I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry, man. Convince me otherwise. Change my mind. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Is that idolatry? Yeah. That's all I'm for asking. For sure. But, That's where I but was that going. Doesn't I didn't watching, mean that. It doesn't mean watching YouTube's idolatry. Right. Right. I do tons of research on YouTube now. That's where I do my main, I need to learn how to run a mixing board for church. Boom. I watch an hour and a half video on, but does that mean that I watch every single video that that guy puts out and he's now my new favorite guy to listen to about everything that happens in, among building church tech stuff? No, like, but it's tempting to go down that road, but I don't let that happen. Right. Because now are my thoughts, my thoughts on about anything under this topic? Probably not. They're probably all coming from X person. Right. So it's like there's a balance there. Yeah. And I think balance is a really good word and it's really easy to get tipped over yeah. that edge and then end up in that ditch. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And so we have to be careful. It doesn't mean that we're following somebody that means that they're a, uh, an idol in our lives. It could yeah. be I follow the Carrie Newhoff podcast on leadership, but it's just a dude that talks about leadership exactly. and gets different people on his podcast. But that doesn't mean he's got some good stuff to say, but it doesn't mean I worship everything. Yeah. He says. Someone I super duper respect, um, regarding the Bible. I'm not going to say who it is cause I don't sure. want to misquote them, but I'll try to quote them without saying who it is. So I was asked about like video games and if they're the sin or not once it was like, I doesn't think that they're wrong, but what an invention that would be if we could be distracted all day, all the time by fighting these um, fake battles against fake gods and against fake um, demons instead of fighting against the real ones. Right. And like, so that's a rough, I don't know. He probably said it a lot more eloquently than I did, but I don't see how influencers and YouTube and social media isn't any different. 
right? Like it's just a way for us to be distracted from the things that we actually need to be less, like focused on. Um, like I don't see why that Satan wouldn't be using that to his greatest extent possible. Oh, I think he fully is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. If C.S. Lewis was writing today instead of in the 19, whatever it was, 30s, 40s, 50s, yeah. and he was talking about how we get distracted then, he would just be, I think he would be, his mind would be blown with what YouTube and video games does to us Yeah, to distract us from reality, For sure. from, from God, from even just intellectualism, right? Like, yeah. I don't care if... You don't have to be reading the Bible, but read Shakespeare or Aristotle or yep. uh, Luther. C.S. Lewis. <laughs> instead of quoting somebody who quotes somebody who right. talks about maybe this is something Martin Luther said, yeah. go read it. Or Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. Go read it. But no, instead we just like steal a snippet and throw it in somewhere. Yeah. So it's, I think it's a really interesting point to make that, uh, yeah, that insidious, right? Like Satan has distracted us. Yeah. And, he, and maybe our video games aren't our idol, but how many hours a week do we commit to them? Yeah, it's an interesting, again, balance, right? Like, I hate the word balance. I hate it so much, but it, I don't know what else to say. But it, there is a fine line we walk between worshiping God and worshiping money, between worshiping yeah. uh, God and worshiping something else, mm -hmm. myself included. I want that top seat so often. Yep. Because I want to do what I want to do, whether it's, it's, it's out of anger or joy, out of feelings or things, right? Yep. And how that steals our life. And that's just an amazing, amazing way to, to look at it. Anyways. That's it for me. That's it, eh? Great discussion. <laughs> just like that. Okay. Great discussion, everybody. Uh, we're so grateful for you and... Um, and we really have put a lot of our heart into this podcast. Uh, I, I'm not here to say we need followers and sharing, but if you have somebody who's, who's willing to listen to our conversations and you think there's value here, share it. Yeah. There is like, we we're doing this for you and for us and, and, and to try try and build community here. Um, if you have feedback or topics you think we should discuss in the future, please let us know. Yeah, if you want to hear more interviews or if you want to hear different people, I don't know. We're really open to making this something different and bigger yeah. for next year. So, And if there's a Timothy ideas. training session, like we're going to go into Timothy training here. If there's a session you think that should be on here, let us know. That'd be great. Yep. Um, yeah. Thanks, everybody. We will be in touch. We'll sporadically hear from us over the summer, I'm guessing. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye.